0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast, bringing you encouragement and challenging believers to spiritual change and growth by applying biblical principles to everyday life. And now your hosts, Sasso Mendez and Ben Ariano. Welcome, everybody, to the Abundant Live Podcast. This is episode number 48. I'm here with my good friend and faithful servant in the faith, Sasso Mendes. What's going
1: on, Ben? We had some good tacos tonight.
0: <laughs> bro, it was a good evening. I mean, think about it. We had tacos in the Suns won. I mean, yep. don't get no better than that.
1: Diamondbacks lost, but that's okay. I know you don't care about baseball. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> it's early in the season anyway, so these games don't mean that very much. But right. they, who did they play? I don't even know who they played. The Padres. Oh, okay. Yeah. San Diego. 7-5. Yeah. They're in first place, though, overall, so. hey. Yeah, I'll take the sun's win. tacos, good night. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was definitely a good night, man. Yeah. got to go to the gym this morning, so. You got leg day, right? Yeah, leg day. I went, you went yesterday. I went uh, three days this week, which is pretty good for me lately. That's not bad. So I'm trying to get, you know. You're still keeping up with your running, right? One. one yeah. Night. I'm trying like at 165 or something like that, I don't remember. So you're ahead. You're ahead of yeah. the whole mile. I got to run tomorrow, yeah. too. One well, yeah. the summers coming, but yeah, then I run at night, typically. Okay. It's, but you're ahead of plan, I mean. Yeah, yeah. ahead of plan. Barring any injury or something like that, I should be okay. Right, right. But, yeah, just finished the Tillman on uh, Saturday. That was fun. Yeah, no, thank you. I talk about Brian (laughs) because he didn't, uh, you don't listen anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He he said Chipotle gave him the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It ran more than he did, you know what I mean? Which is odd because Chipotle is pretty fresh.
0: I mean. Yeah, I know. It's it's good. Organic. It's good food. I like it. I mean, it's not my
1: favorite, but I like it. It's good. Like we're Federicos, I can understand like you went Taco Tuesday and, that grease, you know, I could get it. But Chipotle, yeah, that's good food. I mean it's I mean I grew up on Maryville tap water, so I mean <laughs> like my stomach is good. You know what I mean? <laughs> solid. Um, Rock solid. solid. Yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. nothing phases it. So yeah, good times.
0: Well, I mean, if you think about it too, we had wings today, bro. Yeah, it's good. So we had wings, we had tacos, and the sun's falling. Man, that was a good yeah, day. Yeah, it bro. was a good day. Man. Yeah. The wings God. were a little little small though. They were the chickens were on a diet.
1: I don't know. They skipped leg day for sure. Those they were, wings. Yeah, they weren't. They, they didn't weren't, fly very much. They weren't cage free, bro. They, they were not cage free. They were caged. <laughs> they didn't fly much. Yeah, no. They were pretty bad. Yeah, but pretty uh, pretty thin.
0: They were just thin. They were good. They were tasty. They were yeah, just, very
1: good, crispy. That's why I get light sauce. You know, It makes it crispy and. I, yeah, I like the I like regular sauce. It's good, but, but just the crispiness.
0: I mean, you know, but those one. fries at B Dub's, I I just love them. Are they I don't are know, they were some of your favorites. They are one of my favorites, bro. Really? Yeah. I think I like them more than I like fries
1: at uh, Waterburger. Really? Yes. Those are like my favorite. Right? I would say Waterburger fries. Uh, yeah. I like, I, I, mean, I like Cane's too. The crinkle cut. Yeah.
0: They're, they're good. I just haven't been there in a long time. Oh, yeah, i have been. It's been a minute for me too. I haven't so, been to Waterburger in a
1: while. Really? Yeah. It's been a while. We could change that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But good stuff. Yeah. I went uh, with William. Um, yeah. Monday. Yeah. You get a free patty mount, You know what I mean? So they must not be selling those very well because they gave me like two in the last three weeks or so.
0: Yeah, I think I got the email for that, too. I didn't, I didn't take advantage of it. You just buy like a
1: medium fried, medium drink, get a free patty mouth. Free patty mouth. And I never e- I've never eaten it before, but it's pretty good. Really? Yeah, it was pretty good. I have to. Do had it. some special sauce, sauteed have onions. I have to give it a try. That Texas toast bread with the fake butter. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> and we all, had, in, all in all. We had uh,
0: rain, uh, Shane's Rib Shack. It, it was okay. Yeah. Um, the weird thing is I, c- I couldn't find the brisket on the menu. Like I was looking at the mobile menu. Maybe I just overlooked it because typically I go to a barbecue place and that's usually the first thing I look for. The first thing I look for typically is burnt ends. That's my favorite. Really? I love burnt ends. Um, and then I'll look for brisket, you know, sliced brisket or whatever, and uh, I, d- I didn't see it. and So I ordered pulled pork. It was a pulled pork sandwich. And they give you a pretty healthy serving. It's good. I like the barbecue sauce. It was good. It, I got the spicy one. Um, and then the, 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 the uh, friends that we went with uh, ordered brisket. And, and then I was just like, wow, I, I didn't see the brisket because I would have got brisket. Were they slices of it? No, it was. It was I think it was kind of chopped up. I think you, mm,
1: like chopped brisket. Yeah.
0: It was, and they got it in a sandwich, which I don't mind. I don't mind chopped brisket. It's OK. Uh, I do like it sliced. If it's going to be chopped, um, I kind of like it more like pulled pork type chopped, not chopped, chopped, unless it's burnt ends. And those are usually little cubes. Um, but I'm not big on the pulled pork myself. It depends how you make it, bro. Like I can make some pretty good pulled pork on the on the trigger. Although although dry, my you know? although my ribs didn't can, can come out very good the, the other day, but uh, they were good. Yeah, I've, I've, they, they were not my best work. Uh, but I can make some pretty good pulled pork. In fact, sometimes I'll make the pulled pork, um, and rather than doing barbecue, I'll make garnitas out of them, and it's pretty good, pretty good. Because yeah. that that cut of meat, it's uh, it's pork shoulder. It's got a lot of marble, got a lot of a lot of fat in there, so it renders really well in the in the smoker. Good flavor, and it just it just falls apart. You just shred it apart real quick and mm, it makes
1: good tacos. That's bro. on my wish list to get a smoker, but it's good, bro.
0: I, I want so I've got the smoker, and what I want now is the uh, uh, the big uh, like a
1: skillet. Oh, the flat top, the, the, the skillet, griddle, the griddle. Right. Yeah. Throw some eggs on there. Yep,
0: or burgers or whatever. Like a diner,
1: mm-hmm. like a flat top diner style. Yep. yep. If I was a millionaire, that's what I'd have. I'd have a fryer, and then I'd have a fryer in your, ki- in your yeah, kitchen, in the kitchen. Yeah, maybe outdoor kitchen with the fryer, and uh, it ain't gonna happen. But I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> if I mean, if there's no you know. well,
0: I'd like to. That's one of my uh, one of my dreams. I'd like to build an outdoor kitchen, and I would have one of those. So I, I, just, I already have the smoker. I just need one of those, and then the uh, kind of like a big kettle. Like I already I have a smaller kettle. Uh, you know, it's a it's a Weber, and you, you can make some pretty good carne um, asada on there. or What's whatever. a kettle? Uh, just, it's like round, you know, it's like the grill. It, you, you put uh, charcoal, charcoal Oh, grill. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have one grill. of those. Yeah. I call them kettle. I don't know. Oh. I don't know if that's right or yeah. proper.
1: <laughs> I got a little a small one, Jack Daniels. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's good. I mean, you yeah.
0: can throw some, um, you know, lumps of coal in there or whatever. And I mean, I the garden salad comes out so good on that, bro. Mm. That's my favorite.
1: I, I only use it like once or twice.
0: Mm. So. My mouth's water. We just had tacos in my mouth. We're still full. <laughs> I like, that sounds really good.
1: Oh, man. Just because, uh, you know, John, that uh, rest in peace, he uh, worked for a beer distributor, and he uh, used to come freedom to last, and he gave me a brand new Jack Daniels. And Oh, really? Yeah. little. I mean, it's a little Weber, but it has Jack Daniels, you know. It's branded. Yeah, I didn't buy 20 bottles to get a free girl. <laughs> I mean, it was given to me. So, yeah, and he gave me a backpack with uh, plates, and he said, you got to take Rebecca, and I still haven't taken her out on that. You know, on a hike, hike, hike date with food—that's just not our thing. We just go to a restaurant. You know what I mean? So
0: yeah, don't want to work for food.
1: Just and go, go eat it, go order it. and Yeah, eat it. yeah. Well, it is. I don't know. I guess we could put sandwiches, and yeah, I think it's meant for wine. But you know, I don't know. Maybe put tea in there or something. Yeah, you put know. some bottle coke in there. You know? Yeah, I don't think she likes coke. No, I've never seen her drink a coke in my life.
0: She ever tried Mexican
1: Coke, bro? I don't know. She tried Mexican, but I don't try Mexican Coke. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> uh, we might have to edit this edition. But uh, I don't think she's ever tried. I don't. I've never seen her drink a Coke before. Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah my wife loves soda. So Mexican Coke, Dr Pepper you know her. You have Mexican poison. Dr Pepper or no? I don't know that I've ever tried Mexican Dr Pepper. I think I've tried uh, Mexican Pepsi, mm. which is a little different. I think. Uh, but down in Mexico, they use cane sugar, which makes the soda taste phenomenal. I love the way it tastes. It's not fructose corn syrup, whatever they put in yeah, the soda. Yeah, um, fructose corn syrup. So yeah, uh, Coke, Mexican Coke, mm. especially in the bottle. I mean, and I don't know if that's the only way it comes anyway, but uh, it's the best.
1: Israel has some exotic flavors that we I've I never even heard of. Like fizzy bubbly or something I like that? I don't know, but it was like Coke, but it was Christian said it was really weird. Oh, but really? Was, he liked it. but
0: Well, they had Fanta there, right?
1: Yeah, Gatorade, Fanta. But it
0: doesn't taste the same.
1: No. So they use different... I don't know. I didn't try it, but... Well, they, they probably have different ingredients. I heard it's different, yeah. yeah. And I use a lot of cane sugar there, too, as well. Yeah. So I yeah, think America's the good. only one that uses a lot of preservatives. Yeah. Like a Big Mac, if you left it outside for a year, it'd still look the same. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Put one. it in the microwave, and it's... Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> the <That> cheese. <laughs> that chunk of cheese doesn't melt. And they said Here American the cheese
1: isn't even cheese. You know, it's just fake... Whatever, so I always get plastic. cheddar. <laughs> yeah, I get cheddar. Yeah. So,
0: well, I like the uh, you know, like tonight we had the uh, well, we had the tacos. We had um, uh, what is it? Um, queso fresco. It's one of that my, was good. One of my favorites. I love queso fresco, man. It's uh, it's amazing.
1: I've not had that in a long time.
0: Oh, dude, I can just eat that. Slice it, and mm, it's good.
1: Good salsa. Yeah, yeah.
0: salsa. A little bit of onion, some cilantro.
1: I can still smell the onions on my on my fingers Did, from yeah, those tacos. Yeah, yeah, me too. Very good, very Usually good. Usually
0: I can smell the uh, <laughs> the sauce from B-dubs in the evening still. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, when I got back to work, I went to the bathroom, and I, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> the B-dubs. Uh, barbecue, medium, you know, light sauce.
0: <laughs> yeah, now they smell like onions. It's overriding the B-dubs.
1: Yeah, it's. I don't know. Uh, we, we go there once a week. I think it's good. Uh, I don't even know how I stumbled upon that place, but it's well, right you, by work. I well, never used to go there.
0: We had to find an alternative for Graziano's because the wings are... Are not the same with at Poppy's. No, the sauce is different. Yeah, they have good size wings, uh, but the sauce has definitely changed. Which those are cage free chickens, sir. Yeah. They were cage free, yeah. bro. They're pretty. pretty they might small. have been. They might have been on roids, bro. Those, those Arnold. Arnold I mean, wings. Of those, some of those man, they were meaty, bro. What a flexing. Mm. Yeah,
1: but I mean, just the medium sauce is different. It has a peppery flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just right. It's it's not too spicy,
0: and but a little bit of kick but yeah, it's,
1: it's good it's good I, I yeah, think it's really good it's really good I definitely and then you gotta ask for the carrots and celery but hey we'll give it to well, you
0: well the other thing that adds to the taste that I just found this out I was watching uh, I think it was Instagram I think I sent it to you and uh, it was this girl and she she was calling all these different wing places oh yeah yeah asking what, they, what kind of oil they use to cook the wings and apparently all of them they use like peanut oil or whatever but B-Dubs was the only one that used beef tallow which is just you know the fat that renders from beef and the lard oh. bro Mm that's good. good that's good stuff yeah. bro uh,
1: uh, is peanut oil bad for you or not because i heard some guy went to five guys and said said pe- they use peanut oil only and i said oh it's good better than like the vegetable oil which is garbage and
0: i don't know bro hey, here's the interesting thing i others have all kinds of oils vegetable canola peanut whatever um but my in-laws they've used uh lard like yeah you know manteca morel morel yeah. for years bro And that's all they use. And I mean, it makes food taste really good. Like, you know, my father-in-law makes burgers and he'll fry the patties in that. Oh bro. Some
1: of the best burgers, dude that's how i grew up i grew up on that uh, monteca. yeah and then you never knew what it was because it, you might that when it emptied the container there might be soup in there in the fridge you know what yeah. i mean you're like we have monteca in the fridge like no that's soup you know that's caldo like, <laughs> like
0: what or you have the country crock uh, container yeah, and it's and like mac
1: and cheese it's inside like of there yeah, it's like yeah we don't waste bro no 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 but so
0: i guess i don't know i it seems to me lard is so... They always said that lard was bad for you and they said use the vegetable and the canola. Now they say the, the canola and the vegetable is bad. And I,
1: yeah, I they don't. just said seed oils are bad. But like a vegetable oil, your body knows what a vegetable oil is, right? Because in yeah. the old days, they ate meat that has, It has right. the meat that's, oil. That's and natural. That's, it's, a it's natural. It's natural. Yeah. Your body knows what to do with that. It yeah. doesn't have to do with plastic. Right. You no, know, no, like, mm. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. It gets you stuffed up. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. All right. Sorry. Yeah. People are like, oh, you guys talk too much on the, on the taco talk. Too much taco talk. Well, well fast forward it then. You know what I mean? And those of you that like it, and you
0: know, enjoy. Fast forward to minute 12, 25. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah. Some podcasts do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sun's on Put the- 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, let's get into this
0: um, real quick before we jump in. Uh, just want to encourage you guys to visit us at AbundantLife.fm. Uh, we're still doing a camera fundraiser. We're 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 still raising money. I don't think I mentioned on the we're last closer podcast. than what we were. We are closer, and actually, uh, I've had an opportunity to talk with uh, with a videographer, and he's recommended a camera which is not as quite as pricey as I thought. One thing that we recently added is you can see YouTube viewers. You can see we have some some cool lighting in here, and this is uh, courtesy of uh, Pastor George uh Pastor George has uh, hooked us up with some of his uh personal lighting thank you uh, which is which is cool so we 've been able to light up the uh, the podcast studio but uh definitely want to get a camera here eventually um, and uh, so we're still we're still raising a little bit more money for that but yeah, we want to get a nice camera a, a tripod and um it would be really cool. I was watching a video just a while ago. this guy has a, a studio set up, and what he has he has actually three cameras he has one that's just kind of the view that you normally see mm-hmm. and then he has one on each on each like person going to each side the the thing with that it, and it would be cool if we had that but then we'd have to have uh we'd have to have an av guy in here so that he could switch the cameras so like when i'm talking you know the camera would come to me when you speak the camera would go to you and then every once in a while he would throw in a like paul, paul yeah w. yeah well hey maybe we can hire him get on facebook and <laughs> pay attention <laughs> to the cameras well he does our live stream <laughs> so but uh, but anyway, uh we're still we're still raising uh, money so if uh, if, if you uh, feel led to, to give we'd, we'd love
1: uh, we'd love to take your donation My otherwise I said he was gonna do it bro but he hadn't done it <laughs> he's in Thailand right now so yeah, yeah. Spent, I think he spent his camera fund money on Thailand <laughs> so.
0: and so anyway we covet your prayers on that as well if if, uh, if you if you don't feel led to give would you just pray and uh, we, we do thank you for that and so uh, with that we're gonna jump right into the content here we have a cool episode today uh, this episode, um, I'm just going to give a quick plug, and I think you're probably going to talk about it here in a minute anyway. Uh, we had talked about this. This is back when we interviewed Bob. And so uh, uh, Bob's father-in-law, um, Pastor Elliot, Charles Elliot, uh, he, he I guess, gave a message uh, mm-hmm. and Sasso, I guess, attended that uh, particular uh, church service, and he talked about uh, the second coming of Jesus, so I know is going to get into that a little bit later, but this is what we 're going to be talking about today on on this uh, episode is Jesus is coming back Amen. and so we want to uh, we want to encourage you guys and uh, not only just encourage you but also um, for those of you maybe who are complacent Christians, uh, maybe just uh, kind of encourage you to get back in the game you know stop riding the pine let's let 's get in the game because time is short. And so uh, with that, Sasa's going to bring us in with uh, Webster's 1828, which we have not had in quite some time. I know, we didn't use that. Yeah, yeah. There's no
1: Israel eighteen twenty eight, (laughs) 1828. So just Webster's 1828, resurrection, uh, arising again, chiefly the revival of the dead, of the human race, or the return from the grave, particularly at the general judgment. By the resurrection of Christ, we have assurance of the future resurrection of men. Uh, they cite First 1 Peter 1, 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope Amen. by the resurrection of Jesus Christ Amen. from the dead. Our key verses uh, for this episode are key verse, And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, and he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner, as ye have seen him go into heaven. Amen. Um, then we see in Matthew twenty four thirty, uh, then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then sh- tell, shall all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Um, this talks about his coming again for us, right, his resurrection. Amen. Um, and he'll come back for us as his uh, children. John 27, this is where we're going to go um, with what Ben was talking about, Brother Elliot. um, And the napkin that was about his head, not lined within the linen, wrapped together in a place by itself. (coughs) Excuse me. And just, so Brother Elliot, he was part of our church, so he uh, he attended our church. And he, um, so he would preach occasionally. And some of the best messages I've ever heard in all my life were from him. Um, just the way he explained things, he kind of went to the backstory about it and he went back to this, the resurrection. And he just talked about the Jewish tradition the you know, the Hebrews, um, and how they would, the servant would prepare the table for the, the feast, right? He had, a, and he would make sure everything was right, especially for the master of the house. And he would put his napkin just like the master wanted. So when he sat down to eat, he would eat and he would, you know use a napkin you know just like we do at B b-dubs they give us like six napkins because wings (laughs) wings get messy right yes yes. and um and then he would if the master wasn't done when the master wasn't eating he would throw his napkin and that signified he was done if he folded it back up that meant he was not done eating he was coming back to it Mm. um and that's what the significant of of this verse um why did he mention the napkin and the, the napkin i mean if you go through many versions of the bible right there's Uh, the 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 nasby they talk about the cloth cloth. the face cloth right right right, that covered his like a shroud covered his his head his body um and ben you know we could throw down some food right we just threw down some some meat right now Mm -hmm. and we could throw down some food Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, if I'm, I'm B dubs and they try to get my plate and I'm, I still got meat on that chicken wing, I don't let them take it, bro. I don't, my napkin's still ready to go, right? right like, whoa, right. whoa, whoa, whoa. I ain't throwing in the towel. Right, right. But when I'm done, I throw out the trash, you know, the, the stevia from my yeah, yeah, yeah. six iced teas, the straw, Yeah, the that. straws, whatever. It's, and it signifies we're done, right. But he didn't do this. He spoke about how Jesus did not cast his grave close to the side in a crumpled fashion, but he folded them to signify. He was not done, and He, was, he would return. And just, just as an encouragement to Christians or people that are looking for that return, He is coming again. Amen. Just as He said. And for those that aren't ready to come, that's not good mm. news, right? Um, and I honestly believe with the way things are going in our lifetime right now, that He could come before we hit the grave if God gives us that time mm. here on earth. Yeah, I think it's going to happen sooner than... Well, obviously sooner than yesterday, but it's coming. Yeah, um, in this generation, you can see just the wickedness of our society uh, and where it's going—the the looting of stores, the disregard for life, the disregard for babies. Right? Um, I mean, we're at a pretty low point in our society. Oh man, it's bad, right? It's—it's it's, not—it's bad. But there's good news that Jesus is coming back. Amen. Um, Math Mark sixteen six, and he saith unto them, "Be not affrightened, you see Jesus of Nazareth." Which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. And I mean, last last episode we ended with the Caiaphas and how Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. Mm-hmm. He was the perfect lamb. And in that episode we talked about how Peter was discouraged because his, his all his hopes and dreams into the Savior was mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. And now we're going back. Okay, now we come back from the valley and we're going back up the hill right now and we're shouting his resurrection. And that's kind of what I want people to think about when they listen to this episode. Like we started on a, in the valley. Just like Easter, right? On Friday, Pastor, uh, we had a great service that night. He talked mm-hmm. about how um, things are, look bad on Friday. But with Sunday came his resurrection. Sunday's came right on the corner. all our hope. Amen. You know? um, if I went to a tomb and saw it empty, I'd be afraid as well, right? I'd say, whoa, mm-hmm. this is where, you know, this guy was laying. But this was foretold. Yet they did not believe. Like this is not a secret for them. He said, mm-hmm. I'm going to. Rise again. Right. Um, we talked about the temple being destroyed and being, and they thought it was a physical temple. Right. But he's talking about himself. Yep. And there's like a guy like I, I talked about last episode, like an American. The Bible was, you know, figuratively or, you know, he meant this, but no, it's a it's literal, literal. Yeah. He meant it very literal. Uh, Jesus spoke of this and it was so, also probably said that, but they expected to find him in the tomb even on the third day. I think of the song, I Serve a Risen Savior. I, I don't know if you've ever heard that song. I serve a risen Savior. I'm not Caleb, but you know. What I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but it's a great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know that He is risen. Amen. Um, no matter what man may say, how this, the song goes, uh, Matthew twenty four twenty seven. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall the coming of the Son of the Man be. And He's coming out of the east. And you, if you go to Israel, you'll see all those tombs um, of the Jewish tombs, and you'll see the Muslim tombs too that like face it like they're going to oppose Jesus coming back to which you know it's not going to happen. Oh you really? Should,
0: so they're they're actually set up in an opposing direction.
1: Yeah. They're, they they so that the the Temple Mount wall at the base of that is uh Muslim tombs. Okay. Crossed into the Kidron Valley is the um the Jewish tombs. They look much nicer. And for them when they um when they visit uh Somebody that they loved or cared about, they put a little stone. And some people had a lot of stones, and some people had like one or two. Mm. Um, some people in our group got uh, scolded because they were sitting on somebody's uh, tomb. Um, it was hard to see what it was, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was tomb. But still, yeah. And they're facing the east. They're meant to face the east, mm. and they're facing the east closer to him coming back, where the uh, Muslims are a little bit further out from that. Um, they're on the other side of the valley. Okay. So, yeah, and you know, my bad face is the east. You know what I mean? So my <laughs> face is shining east. Not shining east, but it's facing east. So when Jesus comes in the middle of the night, I don't have to turn around. He's just going straight. I'm ready out. to roll, right? <laughs> um, I'm scared of heights already, so I'm going to have to go quick. Um, and just when the trumpet blows, right, we'll be ready. Um, Amen. Amen. I don't want to have to face my Savior. I, I face him every now when I go to bed. And it's also a reminder for me, right? That that's the first thing I see is that Eastward direction. And it's a time to be thankful when I go to bed in a time of reflection and thanks for the rest and protection and mm. safety and provision yeah. that he gives me through that day as I go to bed and lay my head on a in a covered room, right? And on a pillow and blankets and just things we just take for granted. Um, but he has always been our sustainer and he is Amen. our risen hope. Amen. We're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Are you looking to apply God's truth in a practical way to your everyday life? Stay in the Fight is a weekday devotional written by Sasso Mendez. This short, three-minute read looks at a verse of scripture and applies it to life in a very real and transparent way. Sasso's blog-style writing is humorous, relatable, and a great way to align your thoughts with God's Word. Visit stayinthefight.online and subscribe to get notified by email when it releases each weekday. Stay in the fight is a great way to keep God in your focus and it's easy to share with others. That's stayinthefight.online.
0: And we're back. So just like you were mentioning, Tasso, you know, it, it it really feels like we're living in end times right now. Uh or you know, the book of Matthew, it calls it uh, you know, as if we were in the days of Noah. And it really feels like that. I mean, we have like you said, we have an increase in evil in the world. I mean, you can just turn on the five o'clock news and you'll see all of it. Uh, you know, people call good things bad and now we call bad things good. And I know back in the day we used to say, Oh, that's bad, bro. But (laughs) but no, I mean now, now literally like good things are called bad. It's just wickedness, right? We're calling sin good. And that's, uh, that's terrible. Um, there's gonna, there's a, there's a falling away from people in the church. I mean, um, I know, I, I don't know the exact statistics. I guess I should have looked them up, but, uh, there's people that are just falling away from the church and religion in general, and it's it's not just in Christian circles, but I think it's it's in general. Um, it's because people are becoming more more secular, pagan, and and just you know uh, clinging to the world. Uh, there's an increase in violence. I mean, we've seen mass killings, we've seen mass shootings, and you know it's it's funny people uh, right away want to you know they want to make a political thing out of it, and when, when the reality is it's a it's a hard issue, it's a sin issue. Um, you if you want to fix if you want to fix the mass killing and school shooting issue, fix the heart. Um, you see sin being glorified, uh, promoted. Uh, you see uh, all these major companies that are just taking hold of this transgender movement. And it's sinful. It's straight up sinful.
1: Because it do not even exist. Right. It's not even a real no. person. It's no. not even there's no, no such thing as transgender. No. We've made it up. It's made up. And we're going to support it. Right. Well,
0: we don't support it, but yeah, but, but yeah. yeah, I get you. As in, as in the world, yeah,
1: right. Uh, there's
0: natural disasters. I mean, you see, you're seeing a lot of flooding. It's interesting. California's uh, dealing with a lot of flooding. There's earthquakes all over. Uh, just crazy, crazy things going around the world. Yeah.
1: And Ben, just a real quick, how we the Bible talks about Israel and its role, and um, there is a major fault line under Israel that's going to shake, the, and it, it lines up with the word, word, word of God. And they didn't never. They never knew that mm. until recently. And they said, oh, wow!" Like the so, like a San Andreas plates types? are right there. Yeah, like the, a San there's San a fault type. line. Wow. So that's we're gonna have some major earthquakes.
0: And um, they've been talking there. about the big one in California for many years. And so who knows? they Who knows? Yeah. And you know, the, I found out this the other day too. Uh, Yellowstone, I guess, is basically a volcano. It's one of the largest volcanoes in the world. Wow. And man, who knows when that one's gonna go? I mean, you just never know. Uh, there's famine uh, you look at uh, Ukraine they call it the bread bowl and and I don't know if it's a bread bowl anymore bro it's empty now dude I don't know I, I don't know what's going on over there Africa dealing with that pestilence man I mean we've had COVID um, just crazy things going around the world in, in this just
1: the past five years These manufactured diseases that they're still messing with you
0: yeah, know what I mean? yeah I mean I, I got COVID and I, I still can't drink coffee and I'm <laughs> mad about it bro <laughs>
1: That makes me sad for you, bro. I'm like... Really? I know you love coffee, too. Oh, dude. It was, it was bomb. It was. Almost as much as Jesse. You know what I mean? <laughs> but... Uh, the yeah. Colombian.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so it just, it just seems like it just seems like it's, it's, uh, it's imminent. I mean, it, we're living in the last days. I uh, used to talk to um, uh, Pastor Waycaster, and we'd be talking about end times, and I'd ask him, hey, brother, do you think it's, it's coming? Is it soon? Are we, are, are we around the corner? And he's like, I don't know, man. He's like, I do know this. We're one day closer. That's what he would say, and I, you can't you can't argue with that because it's true. We are one day closer. Um, but uh, if it happened, if 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 the rapture happened in my day, bro, I wouldn't be mad.
1: No, uh, if I can go without formaldehyde, <laughs> yeah, formaldehyde number nine, I'd be very happy. And you just think from when he passed away, when God took him home, mm-hmm. passed away, Pastor, to now, how things have transgressed in the opposite direction tremendously like really bad yeah, like it's yeah. gone the last 4 years it's gone crazy you know since covid yeah, yeah. they just opened the floodgates to craziness it really has uh, it's 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 crazy so talking about the rapture and second coming distinction given to us in the bible and I've seen this verse in the in the nursery, but it's not talking about the changing of diapers. It's talking about the change that we'll see. But I have seen this in many a nursery in a church. But First That's Corinthians awesome. fifteen fifty one fifty three says, "Behold, I show you a mystery: we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed." That's not the verse. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get that in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised, for incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruption must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. If he does not take me before I dive in, I know he will come again for mm-hmm. me as he promised that I may be with him for all eternity. Just as he rose from the dead, we serve a risen savior. Amen. He will rise. He, we will raise uh, us up on that uh, day when that trumpet blows. Yeah. It's just like, uh, when, uh, Jesus
0: was going to go, uh, resurrect Lazarus and, uh, was it I don't know if it was Mary or Martha and, Oh, I know Lord he'll be, mm-hmm. he'll be raised on the last day. And, Jesus was like, "No, he's gonna get raised right now," and, uh, and
1: just the faith they had, right? Yeah. He hadn't even died yet, and they were already looking for a second coming. Right, again. right, right. They knew it was happening. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So,
0: so talking about the rapture, and and there's different views, and I'm, I, we're not gonna debate these tonight, but just to give you guys an idea, there's you know, there's the the pre-tribulation people, mid-tribulation, and post-tribulation. I happen to be a pre-tribulation. It's just what I believe. Just from what I've read, I've not done an extensive study in this. Um, but that's kind of where I sit right now. Uh, to be honest with you, I'd hate to be a post tribber. Yeah, uh, that to me that would be bad. I mean, if uh, believers have to go through the entire tribulation, I think that would be. I, I mean, it would literally be a hell on earth. I think is really what the
1: as close as you're going to get here.
0: And, and the thing about the post trip too, that's interesting too, is that um, that that would mean that the rapture is not imminent because a lot of things have to happen before uh, Jesus comes back. I mean. He, you know, you have to have the rise of the Antichrist. You have to go through the seven-year tribulation. I mean, there's a lot of things that have to happen. So the rapture would not be imminent, um, and we would have to wait a little bit longer, and we'd have to go through some stuff, which we may have to go through a little bit of stuff. I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I'm a pre-tribber. I'm hoping to be. Uh, hopefully, the rapture bus shows up here and next, I'm out. Whatever, and yeah, uh, <laughs> but. But it, but but what's cool is we have we have these verses. Uh, let's go back to the Bible, uh, 1 Thessalonians four thirteen through eighteen. It says, "But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep or dead, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus God will bring him bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord." That we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the cry of a command, with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet them, uh, to meet the Lord in the air. And so, again, just real quick before I finish that verse, it says that we're going to meet the Lord in the air. It doesn't say that he's coming back. So it's one of the things I look at with the pre-trib is we're just going to meet him in the air. He's not necessarily coming back uh, to the earth. And and we'll get into that here in just a minute, a little bit more. Uh, So continuing on, it says, and so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And so these verses are, are meant to be. Encouraging, We should be encouraging one another with these. It's just a reminder, but it also should be sort of a, a warning, you know, like, hey, um, for you Christians who are, are are asleep at the wheel, hey, it's time to, get, it's time to wake up. Uh, it's time to get up and get busy about the Father's business. Um, so the, the cool thing, like I said, is Jesus meets the raptured church in the air, the dead rise first, and then we who are alive will meet, meet them in the cloud. So I, I guess... You facing east, bro. You're ready to go.
1: I'm in the clouds. <laughs> you know what
0: I mean. Um, and so, uh, it, it, Jesus doesn't appear to to be described as, as descending to the earth to rule and reign at this point in time. Like I said, uh, it's just that he. It seems from what the verses say that he's just going to meet us in the air. Um, and then we read this description of uh, of the second coming uh, in Revelation 19: 11 through 16. It says, "Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse." The one sitting on it is called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes wars talking about Jesus. His eyes are like a flame of fire and his head are many diadems. And he has a name written that no one knows, but himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And I'm assuming that blood is a, is is a symbol of the blood that he shed on Calvary. And the name by which he is called is, is the word of God. And the armies of heaven are arrayed in fine linen, white and pure were following him on white horses. So he's, Jesus is coming and he's bringing an army. Amen. He's bringing his army from his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations and he will rule them with a wrought iron. He will tread the winepress of, of the fury of the wrath of God, the almighty on his robe and on his thigh. He has a name written King of King and Lord of Lords. And I had a dream about that one time. It was pretty interesting. I, I was, I almost had a dream of this horseman, and he had that written on his thigh, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. So I don't know. It was kind of cool. It was a cool dream. It's pretty intense, man. Well, and so, and so, you know, the first time that Jesus came, he came kind of in humility. I mean, he came as a baby. He came um, not to rule and reign with wrath like this. He came to seek and save the lost in meekness and in love. And uh, so now that he's coming back in the second round, uh, you, you better be ready because yeah, it's he's, war. he's coming. He's coming to rule. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and this is, these are some, some interesting verses. So I, I, uh, when I was kind of doing this, this, uh, study on second coming and just kind of reading through some things, uh, it came upon Zechariah chapter 14 and it was interesting cause it's, it seems like it's some, some prophetic verses. Um, and this was, in, this might, you might find this interesting cause you just, you just visited Mount of Olives. So Zechariah 14 4 says, on that day, his feet shall stand upon the Mount of Olives that lies before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall be split, in two, in two, from east to west, by a very wide valley, so that one half of the mount shall be moved northward, and the other half southward. So, it seems to be that it's saying that Jesus, when he comes back, this is his, this is the landing point. This is where he comes to rule and reign, he he lands right on the Mount of Olives.
1: And that's what's funny, not funny, but those tombs are on that side of the Mount of Olives. Oh, really? Yeah. So the Garden of Gethsemane, all of that's on the Mount of Olives there. That's on that one side of the mountain. And then in the middle, there is the Kidron Valley, and that goes through Hezekiah's tunnel and all that. And then on the other side is the Temple Mount. Wow. So if you were to split it really in two, um, on that east side and the west side, uh, northward and southward, you would be, I think, separating the Temple Mount from the Mount of Olives. Because from the Mount of Olives, you can see Jerusalem, um, the temple, where they would have went, where Jesus would have saw, where they would have led him to his death, where he prayed in view of where he would be led to death. Wow. He prayed in that, that um, Mount of Olives, Garden of Gethsemane area. It's all right. It's all on the same. It is a Mount of Olives, Garden of Gethsemane. Okay. So yeah. So it, yeah. To see that and you just read this verse, it's you're like, you oh. can see where there's the valley already there, and how it's just going to be split, split even more. Even more. Yeah. Wow. It's a pretty wide valley as it is now. Wow. So, yeah. So pretty
0: cool. That's pretty neat when you get to to, get to see it visually. See it. Yeah. yeah. So Matthew twenty four three says, uh, the, and and so these are some of the. Uh, These are some of the signs that we should be looking for. You know, there's people that are always looking for, well, what's the signs? And, you know, signs and wonders. Well, you know, the Bible kind of tells us this is kind of what you you should be looking for. Uh, Matthew 24, 3 says, and he sat upon the Mount of Olives. So it's interesting. uh, This is is before he was crucified. He was sitting here. And the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us when these things shall be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world. So it's interesting that he told the disciples, this is what's going to happen when I come back. And and that's also where he is going to come back. <laughs> so yeah, that's crazy. Pretty interesting, right? Um, so hundreds here's, of
1: years apart here.
0: Right, right. Yeah. And so some of the signs, and, and if you want to, you know, read the whole chapter uh, Matthew twenty four. Th- these are where I get these signs from. Um, but I'm just going to kind of uh, go through these real quick. Uh, so so here's some of the signs: false Christs, uh, and obviously we've seen that throughout the years, right? We've seen uh, people that proclaim they're Christ or there's some sort of uh, religious high priest or something or God or something, um, but they're false. Uh, there's rumors of, of uh, wars and and uh, we, there's not just rumors right now. There's there are wars uh, and there's a lot of this going on right now. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Uh, there's a lot of turmoil going on on this planet right now. Not just you know with a couple different countries. It's all over the planet. There's famines. There's pestilences. There's earthquakes, natural disasters. Uh, there, there, there's a uh, people that are afflicted and hated and killed for the name of Jesus. I mean, uh, we've got brothers and sisters in in, in third world countries or even in places like China, and and they're literally killed for the name of Jesus. Um, There's betrayal, there's hatred, there's offenses. Uh, And then one of the other signs is uh, the the gospel uh, of the kingdom shall be preached in all of the world for a witness unto all nations. And then it says, and then the end shall come. And so Matthew chapter 24 uh, verses thirty-two and thirty-five. So these these uh, next couple of verses that I'm going to read are are just giving us like uh, like like hey these are the signs and this is kind of why you should be you know kind of looking for them. It says now learn a parable of the fig tree when its branches are yet tender and putteth forth leaves you know that summer is nigh. Nice. So when we see these signs, in other words, you got to know that it's it's near. Uh, it says so likewise ye when ye shall see all these things. Know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away until all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And then uh, skip down a little bit to verse 36 and 39, same chapter 24. It says, but of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah Noah were, were, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be for as in the days that were before the flood they were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away so shall the son so shall also the coming of the son of man be so so the question is are you are you prepared are you prepared for mm. for Jesus to come back are you prepared for for the rapture because Uh, If you're if you're a a pre-trib like me, uh, the rapture is really the next thing on the on the timeline. And so um, we're going to take a a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to we're going to dive into that a little bit more. Hello, I'm Pastor Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone, you know, dealing with the agony of an addiction? You can't change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom at Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, that applies the life transforming principles of the Gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life dominating sins and addiction. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. Please join us. For more information, please visit us online at GetVictoryToday.com. That's GetVictoryToday.com. And we're back. So the question is, are you prepared? Are you prepared for Jesus' return? Are you prepared uh, for for what's to come? I mean, if um, if you're not saved, you, there's some pretty crazy things that are going to to happen, and some some very uh, harsh judgments that are coming. Um, Titus 2, 11 through thirteen says this: it says for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So this is how we should be living right now, is if you are a Christian, you should be denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. You should be living soberly, righteously, and godly in this present time so that we are looking for the the hope of the return of our Savior.
1: I mean, I just, uh, I love the wonder years. It's one of my favorite shows growing up. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, oh, yeah. but it's a great show and well, I don't know about great, but it's, I like the show. And, uh, there's one of my favorite episodes is when, um, cause the parents go away. Kevin's like a junior or senior Wayne's an adult, somewhat teen late, you know, 1920. And, um, you know, he's just blowing off Kevin just, you know, and Kevin's like, you know, you're supposed to split the twenty bucks that the dad gives him. Wayne just takes it and leaves. And um, Wayne has these plans, and he just leaves the house. And well, Kevin decides to have a few people over, and it turns into a full raging, raging party. And it just gets out of way out of hand. And Wayne shows up, and the house is a mess. It's tore up, and it's they've it's been partied pretty hard. The kids messed up things, and uh, Kevin starts picking up stuff. And uh, I mean, it's in bad shape. And Wayne comes home and just laughs at him because he's like, you're going to be in so much trouble. And he's like, well, I got six hours to clean this place up. And, um, and Wayne doesn't, he doesn't offer to help him whatsoever. And um, so he go Wayne goes outside to leave because he's just going to leave Kevin there. And Kevin goes out to argue with him. Like, come on, can you help me? And then just then the parents pull into the driveway. Oh. And uh, he's like, <laughs> hey, well, I'm exhausted. I just want to go home. The dad and mom, I just want to go to bed, take a nap get 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 my bags and he walks into the to the house and you know sees it sees it a mess and uh they they accuse Wayne of doing it because they can't think <laughs> Kevin and he takes the blame for Kevin really and uh, the parents get mad and they said we'll talk about it later uh, but i think of that of the second coming right when we when we're not looking for that blessed hope and our house is not in order and the father comes back and we're not ready right and we think we have 6 more hours when we, we're in reality we're out of time Time's up. and we can't do anything about it. Um, and that's why he's saying, put off these things, right? Put off all these um, sober, live live this way. So when I come back, you you don't have nothing to be ashamed of. Or you, you're ready for my coming. You're not, <gasps> I, I thought I had six more hours. And there's going to be people that think they have six more hours yeah. and they're not going to have that. Yeah. Um, and we look at just the great hope that Jesus was when he was here. And he said, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. And the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Mm. Believest thou this? He was saying, Do you believe that in me that you'll you'll never die? He is a resurrection, and through his sacrifice we can all live eternally with him. Do you believe that today? Do you yourself believe that he is the life mm. and that even though that you were dead, he died for you, you can live through him. Um, for his paid sacrifice, do you believe, as he said, do you, to the, to the lady, do you believe thou this? 1 Thessalonians 4.14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus, will God bring with him, um, those that have gone before us, right, that have believed in him, that he said he will bring them back to us. And I want to just uh, kind of to, go into 1 Corinthians 15, um, and the apostle Paul, when he starts, when he pretty much gives the gospel, um, and we'll start at verse 12. He said, Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ mm-hmm. raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Mm. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also, which are fallen asleep in Christ, are, per- are perished. If in this mm. life only we have hope in Christ, we are all of men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first yeah. fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ, the first fruits afterward that they are Christ at his coming, then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall put down all rule and authority and power, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, and then I just I think the world was championed that he died, and like he, oh yeah, we crucified him, um but he rose again mm. right and um that just gives us hope that because he raised from the dead, we also will be raised from the dead, um, and spiritually we already have been. Uh, I just and Paul's telling him like this is the the powerful um, gospel of Jesus Christ, right? The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And last episode we ended with a sad. We were sad, and now we're with the hope that he is risen, and we will be risen one day as well. We will not all sleep.
0: You know, and that's, and that's just what I don't get about, um, you know, atheists. You know, they, they believe that you just go on the ground and that nothing happens. Um, there's no hope there. There's To me, there would be no, there's no reason to even live. I mean, what's the point? Um, you're just going to go in the ground, just live it up today, I guess, right? And then, and maybe that's just kind of what they want. They want to just live how they wish without any... Uh, authority or, or repercussions and they figure who cares. And I'm just going in the ground anyway. Um, but man, what a, what a way to live this uh, with no hope. I mean, we have a a hope for a eternal home with, with God. I mean, uh, Jesus said he, he goes to prepare a place for us. Um, and it's just, you know, a room, yes, in his house. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a Jewish, uh, marriage tradition right mm-hmm. where the man goes and into his father's house builds another room for his bride to be and then takes away his bride at, at some unknown hour just like mm-hmm. we just don't know what hour he's coming and um yeah i i'm excited for that amen i'm excited to be uh in the house of the lord and and with my brothers and sisters in christ and i don't know what it's all going to be like i don't know if uh you know we're going to get to i don't know see all of his creation and its beauty, like to go float around in space and I don't, I don't know i don't know what it's going to be like but i i know it's going to be better than this absolutely it's going to be better than this yeah. and i'm looking forward to that uh to that
1: day yeah and i went to uh lunch with Teresa and my sister and my mom on sunday and uh she was my sister had showed her a picture of me as a little kid i was at this valentine's banquet i got this stupid cheesy smile and for the most part i, l- I love life right i i enjoy i enjoy living um, it's one of my favorite things is uh to be alive. But uh but Matthew Henry talks about it in his commentary how this is all the heaven some people will ever experience mm. that are living for this world yeah. that believe that they go on the ground and that's it. This is the only heaven they'll yeah. have. And um the stresses of life, um this is not this is not heaven. Um people call it hell on earth sometimes, but I, I I, I cringe when I hear that because I'm like, you have no idea what hell is. No. I mean, is no we have the holy Spirit place. here the yeah. holy
0: and the Holy Spirit has is suppressing all of that evil right now,
1: yeah, but so I mean I love life, but this is not our final destination right, right? right. we are going to be called to be with him and i and I thought I think about it when um I'm counseling a young man, and I said one of the the key things in life to me is to be thankful, to praise God and to thank Him. And when you start thanking God and praising God for what He's done, what He does, what He continues to do, you start to get your mind off yourself. And you thank your Creator who gives you all things. And I think in heaven, that's going to be holy, 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 right? Holy, worthy is the Lamb. Hmm. Um, We're going to be saying that and we're going to be giving praise. And I don't know if we'll see Samson and Goliath and we'll see... Um, my favorite Mephibosheth, and I don't know, but I think most important, we're going to be so focused yeah. on praising the God mm. that rose from the dead to save mm. us of our sins and that we're reunited with him for all eternity and that he prepared a place for us to spend with him, Amen. that he thought that much of his creation. Um, and that's the people just said, well, give me a a tangible thing of how God exists. I'm like your body and it's all, it's complexity. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, I have a nice, a nice watch that once you wear it, it'll continually go on its own and just our heart, right? It doesn't, you just feed your body tacos and it's going to (laughs) go maybe too much and it'll stop. But I mean, it just, it's, it's a battery that never stops, you know, just the complexity that God gives us. And yeah. Um, just as we close, I mean, in this, and I hope you're encouraged. And if you're maybe not ready, maybe you're Kevin and the house is trashed and you need to clean it up <laughs> and you need to get rid of some things. Yeah. this opportunity for you to wake up and clean it up and get ready. Uh, so when he comes to the, when the bride comes for his, when the bridegroom comes for his bride, we are ready to go. Yeah. We are ready to meet him in the air. Uh, so today, do you believe in the gospel? Do you believe that Jesus Christ died, that he was buried again and he rose from the dead? Do you solely believe in that? Or are you hoping your good works will take you to heaven? Um, are you ready for His coming again? If He came tonight, would you would you be ready, mm. or would you be left behind here on earth um, because you do not have that personal relationship with Him? Um, and just this week, uh, there's a gentleman from work that I worked with. I mean, not closely. Um, I mean, we talked passing. You know, we weren't close friends or anything. Um, but he'd been, you know, our company for 16 years and they found him dead Mm. in his apartment. And I think he was a little younger than I was. And I went to lunch with the buddy and uh, he just said he was scared to sometimes even fall asleep. Mm. Um, and to me, that tells me you're not ready, you know, uh, working on him, praying for him, you know who he is. Um, but just as we spoke about his perfect sacrifice in the last episode and he was a lamb slain for our sins, Mm. But he is coming back as the king to gather his bride unto himself. Like I said, life is short, and it was reiterated to me this week, as I said, but we know not when our day will come or when the trump will blow, Mm. and he's Mm. coming back for us today.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode. If you get a chance, please visit us at AbundantLife.fm. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If if this episode has been a blessing to you, would you just do me a quick favor? Would you hit that like button on YouTube and um, and if you hit the bell, or, you know, subscribe to our channel, obviously, but hit the little bell, uh, you'll get notified when we drop a new episode. Which Actually, we're, we're getting a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> twice in one month. <laughs> well, we're episode 40, we're episode 48. We've got 49 and then 50. I, I think we got to do something special on 50. So uh, that's coming up here in the next uh, month or so. Yeah. and Praise So, so wow. we are looking forward to that. We're going to keep doing this uh, podcast so until the Lord, if Lord Terry but if uh, he comes back... Uh, well, hey, they'll be out there on uh, Apple Podcasts yeah. for you that are left behind. For you that are, yeah, pre trip. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, something to listen to. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye. bye. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Abundant Life Podcast. We pray you were blessed by today's episode. Please visit us online at abundantlife.fm. Until next time, may God bless you.